We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast coming to you from Blue Wire Studios at the Wind in Las Vegas. Always a treat. We get to come out here and record from Blue Wire Studios. We've got a lot to talk about. The Lakers are in an important playoff race right now. In fact, moving up in the standings, how far do they actually want to move up, though? We're going to talk a bit about that. Anthony Davis, newly crowned player of the week. Should he be playing in back-to-back situations? What about LeBron tonight's game against the Utah Jazz? Plenty of things to dive into. Joining me today is Daniel Starkand, editor extraordinaire from LakersNation.com. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Trevor. Uh, can't complain when we're in this beautiful studio here and, and much better circumstances this time around, I'd say. Um, last time, la- last year, uh, right around this time was the first time we are in the studio. We had booked it uh, thinking that the Lakers were at least going to be in the play-in tournament. Unfortunately, that didn't end up happening. So uh, ha- ha- happy to be here talking about uh, a team that might actually make the playoffs and, and do some damage and... Uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens in these last few games, but everything seems to be trending up at the moment. I mean, what a difference a year makes, but but really it's not even that. It's what a difference a trade deadline makes. <laughs> yep. So, Dan, I just checked this out. The Lakers, since the trade deadline, since actually getting their new guys in, we're talking D'Angelo Russell, of course, Rui Hachimura a few weeks before, but Jared Vanderbilt, happy birthday, by the way, Jared Vanderbilt just had his birthday yesterday. Um, they bring in all of these these new pieces, Malik Beasley as well. You bring in these guys, and since the trade deadline, they have the highest win percentage of any team in the Western Conference. How amazing is that? They've gone from 13th to now the 7th seventh seed in the Western Conference currently and could move up from there. You know, this is so much fun right now. Yeah, yeah, it's honestly hard to believe. And, and you have to remember, a, a large portion of that was without LeBron James as well. AD has, has missed a handful of games, so... Uh, the fact that they were able to completely turn over their roster like that, bring in pieces that not only guys that could play like are good basketball players, they also fit well around what the Lakers already had. Um, so to see the turnaround that we've seen in this short amount of time, like these guys didn't have a training camp to get things together. They didn't have, you know, uh, at even a week of practice. They just kind of threw them right into the mix and, and said, let's see what happens. And, and it's been great. So let's let's talk about that. They didn't have a training camp. They haven't had a lot of time to really gel. That's certainly a concern going into the playoffs. What's the upside? What's the upside? Do we dare say that they could potentially win a championship? Not that it's likely, mm-hmm. but 
Is that in the realm of, of possibilities here that they could win it all this year? I, I think the first thing you have to look at is health. Um, obviously, we know LeBron and AD have both dealt with their fair share of injuries, and, and for them to ultimately get to the finals and, and win the championship, that would require them staying healthy for at least a six-week period here. So we'll, we'll see about that. But if they are able to stay healthy, I don't, I don't see how you, you can't at least put them in the mix. Like when you look at the West – there's really no one that stands out. I, I know that the Nuggets have been the one seed all year, but even them, they've been faltering lately. Uh, the Lakers have traditionally matched up pretty well against them. And, and you know, if you, if you go down the rest of the West, every team you could poke holes and, and nitpick uh, of why they're not going to do it. And uh, with, with the Lakers, they've been, like you just said, they've been playing better than anyone right now. And, and there's still another gear that they could get to, I think, um, once once they, they their new starting lineup has only played six games together they're five and one in those six games so um it, it, it's hard to to really put a ceiling on where they could get to I know there's not a lot of whole, a whole lot of time here but I think when you have a, a leader like LeBron a guy another leader like ad who's who's been playing at an incredibly high level as of late um I don't think you could rule out anything Okay, well, let's let's take a peek at those at those standings where the Lakers currently sit uh, in the Western Conference because right now, I mean, they have just been flying up the standings currently, and they find themselves for the moment in the seventh seed. But if you take a look at this, Daniel, there are four teams right now as we're recording this tied with thirty-eight losses, and that's the part of the standings that we really keep an eye on this time of year. It's that loss column. Four teams tied. Uh, if the Lakers win out. Because they hold the tiebreak over the Warriors, because they hold the tiebreak over the Pelicans, and they have a game coming against the uh, they have a game coming against the Clippers. If they win out, they're the five seed. How insane is is that? They have the possibility to be the five seed here. Is that what you're thinking is going to happen? Where do you, what do you think is the most likely outcome here for the Lakers? Where do they land? Uh, I think if you look at the schedule, it actually lays out pretty well for them like you said they just kind of need to win their last four games and they control their own destiny there they play the jazz twice who we'll get into that more but walker kessler has been ruled out for the for the last couple games they've they've kind of been in tank mode for a couple weeks here um and, and they also play a suns team who by the, by by the time that game happens they'll probably be locked into the four seed so who who knows you know what their motivation is going to be in that game so it really just comes down to that clippers game which we know the Lakers have have struggled with the Clippers uh, the last few years. I don't think they've beaten them since the bubble. So th that'll be challenging for sure. But I think the way the, this Lakers team is playing, I think their mindset, they understand what's at stake. We, we've seen that in their in their post-game comments recently. Um, so I, I definitely think the five seed is there for the, the, the taking, which is pretty um, insane to think about just even just a week or two ago we were just kind of hoping they could maybe get to the top half of the play-in bracket like the 7-8 spot as opposed to the 9-10 now uh, the the thought of avoiding the play-in tournament entirely is, is right there and if if that's what they want they control that so um, I, I think we're going to see a lot more urgency than we have seen from them who knows how the results were pl will play out but Considering how most of the season went, I, I don't think you could ask for much more than where they're at right now. Like they have so many losses that should have been wins. What you know, whether it's you know missed free throws, mm -hmm. referees. They started off two and ten. We all know that. Um, so for them to be in this spot with four games to play is really all you could ask for. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you can't. I mean, like I said, the number one record in terms of win percentage since the trade deadline. Everything has gone about as well as you could have hoped 
uh, in, in that time period, despite dealing with some injuries and, and things of that nature. So looking at the standings, though, I've got a lot of Lakers fans right now, Daniel, that are telling me we don't want the five seed because the Phoenix Suns are just about locked into the four seed. Kevin Durant, of course, making that big move to Phoenix uh, at the trade deadline. And now there's talk about do you want to avoid the Suns? And not only that, but, but potentially round two, avoiding the Denver Nuggets, who you would be in the same side of the bracket with if you wind up in that five seed. But Daniel, that would mean that the Lakers would have to lose a game. It gets a little tricky. And I don't, do you want to tempt the, the wrath of the basketball gods by losing a game or tanking a game? How, how do you think the Lakers should approach this? Because I'm getting a lot of different opinions from Lakers fans out there. Uh, I think in a perfect world, they would be able, they would finish sixth where you're not in the playing tournament. You're also not the five seed. So you'd avoid the Suns in the first round. You'd avoid the Nuggets in the second round. You'd basically be on the other side of the bracket where you'd play the Kings, who I think if you're looking at the standings, everyone from five on down would, if you ask them who would you prefer to play, I think everyone would say the Kings. Um, and then the Grizzlies in the second round. I think in a perfect world, that that's how what would happen. But like you said, uh, you can't really tempt the basketball gods like that. Um, I, I think the way the standings are laid out, the Lakers losing one game could drop them all the way down to eighth which means you're going on the road for a play-in game. Um, and, and I definitely want to avoid that at all costs, that's for sure. So I, I, I don't think you could really do any maneuvering here. I think you just kind of have to go out and play the last four games. You have to go out and win the last four games. And if you get the Suns in the first round, so be it. Like, if you think the Suns are the best team in the West, then you're going to have to beat them at some point regardless. Um, so I, honestly, I think round one might be the best time to catch them because – AD had just got back. Um, they Similar to the Lakers, they haven't had a lot of time to gel together as a team. So I, I think that might be the best time to catch them in, in round one. And if, if you're the five seed, um, like, like I've been saying here, you avoid the playing tournament, which is the number one thing. And, and at that point, um, you know, you're playing good basketball, having won your last four games. You know, bring on whoever, whoever wants to play, uh, bring them on. So I, you said it there at the end. If you had, you're saying avoiding the play-in is the most important thing. Yeah. If you had the option, if I told you right now, Daniel, you get to pick. You can be, you can make the Lakers the five seed and you get Phoenix in round one, or you can be the seven seed, which means you're going to avoid Phoenix, but you have to go through the play-in in order to get into the, the playoffs proper. What would you pick? Uh, I, I'm picking the five seed and the Suns in round one. I'm also getting... Bad Bunny, uh, so, some courtside seats for every game, maybe getting Devin <laughs> Booker's head a little bit. But no, I, I just think with the play-in, I think there's too much risk there. Obviously, it's a one-game scenario where anything could happen in one game. It's also, we, we've talked about the injuries, you know, for LeBron and AD. I think they could really benefit from having that week off or five days off, whatever it would be if you avoid the play-in tournament. So I just think all those factors combined um, – I'd rather play the Suns than have to deal with all that personally. Yeah. I'm in agreement. This is my strategy. If I if I'm the Lakers, this is what I've laid out. I put it out there on Twitter and everything. So my the Lakers, if they want to take this this strategy, go ahead, grab it. But here's what I'm thinking they do. So the next three games, you've got Utah, you've got the Clippers, you've got the Suns. There's no guarantee you're winning all three of those games, but you play those games to win. Go out there, try to get the job done, and then you see where everything is sitting. If you are locked into a playoff, not play in but locked into a playoff spot, 
then I'm sitting LeBron, I'm sitting AD, I'm sitting the starters and stuff for the last game of the season against the Jazz if I'm locked into either five or six. However, if that's not the case, if there's a chance that losing to Utah in the final game of the season drops them into the play-in, you go to win. You do everything you need to. You play your guys, do what you need to do to win because I, like you, I'm prioritizing avoiding the play-in over trying to get that six seed versus the five seed. I think you're trying to thread the needle too much and given how tight everything is in the Western Conference, you just can't do it right now. Go out there, do everything you can to win. And who knows? Look, the Suns are a good team. They may be shutting players down by the time the Lakers see them uh, three games from now. But they are they are a good team. There's no guarantee you're winning that one. There's, look, the Clippers have a long winning streak, unfortunately, <laughs> against the Lakers. <laughs> There's no guarantee you're winning that one. Go for the win. Go for it. And then worry about things on the last game of the season. Figure out where you're at from there. Don't fall into the play, and it's too dicey. Not when you've got potentially New Orleans, maybe Zion is back. I don't want to deal with New Orleans with Zion back in the play, and I don't want to deal with the Wolves, who match up pretty well with the Lakers or any of those squads. I'd rather just get into the playoffs, let LeBron and AD have that week off, and then go from there. And if that means dealing with Phoenix, then you deal with Phoenix and uh, and, and you move on. At least that's that's my thought. Hopefully, they find themselves in position to do that by winning the next three. And then maybe the last game of the season doesn't even matter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I feel like that kind of brings us in, into the next topic here, which is how sh- you you kind of allude to it. But how should the Lakers handle sp- specifically the next two days? They got a back to back here on the road against Utah, and then technically on the road against the Clippers, but back at home, of course. Um, we, we haven't seen LeBron or AD playing back to backs, you know, since before their injuries. So uh, that that'll be kind of interesting to see how, how they handle that i know they've said they want to play uh we know the importance of these games they, they know the importance of these games but at the same time if they want to reach their ultimate goals we need these guys to be healthy so does it make sense to maybe rest one of the, one one or both of them in one of these games here um or or just let them play and and see what happens I, i'm curious to kind of get your take on that okay yeah let's let's get into that let's talk about it. so anthony davis reigning player of the week We've heard rumblings even a few weeks ago. Chris Haynes had AD was probably going to play in, in the, the final back-to-back of the season. And that, again, like you said, Utah and and the Clippers coming up. Um, if AD, I, the question is the foot, right? Yeah. And what we had heard was that it just he, his foot needed a full 24 hours to kind of make sure that it wasn't going to flare up again and that being an issue. If that's an issue still, then I think I do rest him for one of those two games. And same thing with LeBron. Right? I don't think I want to chance it here that they're going to pick up some injury because it, and it depends on what the probability of, of an injury is, right? If he's at a much higher risk by playing the second night of a back-to-back, then I'm probably not doing it. But if we've gotten to the point where from, what, a week and a half ago or whatever was their, their last uh, back-to-back game, if we've gotten to a point where his foot is healthy enough that he can do it, then you go ahead and do it. Because right now you need to stack up as many wins as, as you can. But as far as which game to prioritize, I think I'm prioritizing the Clippers game. I think that's, if I have to make a choice, if it's, and I and we've heard, look, AD is probable based on the Lakers' own injury update. Uh, he's probable for the game against the Jazz, so I'm assuming he is indeed going to play this one. Mm-hmm. LeBron is questionable. If it's now a situation where Anthony Davis is playing in both back-to-back games and LeBron is not, I'm sitting LeBron against the Jazz mm-hmm. and playing him against the Clippers. And maybe that's a little dangerous because this game against Utah, it's a trap game. Uh, last game, technically of of the road trip, uh, but I think that's the I think they can handle Utah even without LeBron, 
and I'd rather have LeBron for that Clippers matchup. I just think that's the more important of the two to win. Not only, not only that, but it would sure feel good to, find, <laughs> to finally beat the Clippers. So from an emotional standpoint, I, I think I would prioritize that Clippers game. Yeah, no, look, I'm glad you said it. And I know people watching this probably aren't going to be happy about us talking about, you know, resting these guys, um, especially this late in the season. But look, I, I think you you have to, you know, realize that you need these guys healthy for the long term. And and yes, you want to win all these games and avoid the play-in tournament. But I, I think you can win. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The, the Jazz game specifically, I think you could win that without LeBron. Like we saw how well they were playing before LeBron came back. They had found a groove without him. Other guys like Austin Reeves, like Dennis Schroeder, you know, they were stepping up in big ways. So I, I definitely think... Um, I think with AD, I think he could. I think he's at the point where he could play in both games. You mentioned he's probable on the injury report, so I think he's planning on playing tonight. I, I doubt, highly doubt, he wants to sit out the Clippers game. So I think, you know, barring any other injuries, I think AD will be good to go. But I think you seriously need to consider resting LeBron tonight. Um, like you said, I, I think the Jazz game is is definitely the easier of the two. And I think just look, we you know we just kind of went over the standings. The Clippers are one of those four teams. With 38 wins so essentially that game you know counts for for double as far as the standings go like that's if you want to avoid the playing tournament that's absolutely the game you need to win I know you, you're going to need to win more of them as well but that if you if you lose that game chances are you're going to you know you're going to be in that seven seed so I I think if you could 
you know, get away with with beating the Jazz without LeBron. Uh, that would be you know best case scenario, and I'm willing you know to kind of risk it there. Uh, I think we've seen. The Jazz have gone into tank mode recently. They got a lot of guys that are questionable on their injury report as well. We'll see about that. But I, I think you have to prioritize their long-term health. And I also think the the Clippers game is the single most important game left. So I, I definitely I would I would rest LeBron tonight um, and, and have him ready to go for that Clippers game tomorrow. See, I've I've got fans telling me you need to actually lose the Clippers game. You keep the Clippers in the five seed and make the Clippers <laughs> play Phoenix and the Lakers can get the six seed. I just can't get there. I can't say the Lakers need to lose to the It just feels gross. Well, I, can't it, do it. It, I also think if it was a scenario where only the Lakers and Clippers were tied uh, and, and you know, the six seed was safe, then I think you could maybe, you know, talk about those scenarios. But at this point, you know, you could drop all the way to eighth, yep. maybe even ninth. So you can't really risk that. And, and I'm with you. I want to beat the Clippers. It's It's been a very long time Too long. since that that's happened. And obviously it'll be the first the, the first game Russell Westbrook plays against the Lakers since that trade. You know he's going to be extra motivated. So uh, that's definitely a, a game I have circled on the schedule is one they definitely, you know, need to win. Yeah, the Clippers are going to treat that game as their their NBA Finals yeah, game seven, sure, right? You, sure. you know that's you know that's coming. So Lakers are better be ready to play. Let's talk a little bit about LeBron. You know, since returning, I've had a lot of people telling me, "Well, LeBron, you know, he doesn't quite look as explosive as uh, as he did previously prior to the injury and uh, the last two games." So he shot forty four percent from the field last game against the Rockets. A lot of people said, you know, he was one for seven from three, so they're not thrilled with that shooting percentage. And then 37% the game before against the, the Wolves. Now, both wins, but there's kind of concerns about, you know, LeBron doesn't really look fully healthy. Are you are you worried about him and the foot injury, the tendon injury that he's trying to come back from? I've actually been, you know, really encouraged, to be honest. I think with each game, you kind of see him getting his his rhythm back more and more. I think he came back sooner than anyone could have expected. Like, I think we're all expecting him to maybe come back for the final two or three regular season games. Uh, and then out of nowhere, he, he's upgraded on the injury report ahead of that Chicago game at home, and then he's able to play. Um, I, I don't think he's looked great necessarily, but I think, uh, you know, I think that could be expected. I, he hasn't had much practice time. He said, you know, after that Bulls game, he said he had done no five-on-five -five type action before coming back, no contact work, so... Uh, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, him being out of rhythm was expected. I think physically, I think he's he started to look better. He had a, a few dunks in, in that Timberwolves game. I think he looked a little more spry than he had before. So I think that's the most important thing. Like, how does he look physically? Um, you know, I think his, his shot will come. I think his overall offensive rhythm will come, you know, with each game. Uh, so I'm honestly encouraged. I, I you know, I th I'm still holding my breath every time. He drives to the basket, hoping he doesn't step on someone's foot or turn the wrong way or whatever. Um, but overall, I, th I think he's looked really good. I think he knows, you know, what time of year it is, obviously. Um, so I think he'll be ready to go as long as he's healthy. And, and it's just a case of can we keep him healthy? Yeah, he's he's three for fifteen from three since returning, and so that's I think that's fueling a lot of this conversation. But but what I keep going to, Daniel, is why are we surprised? Like I, I get it, right? Every single game matters so much right now. Yeah. Right? And so there's, there's, we're, we've got that magnifying glass on everything. We're riding the roller coaster. Every time they win, it's, you know, the, everything is fantastic and they're never going to lose again and everything's yep. great. And if they lose, it's, it's the opposite. The sky is falling, right? So that's that time of year. And part of me just loves it because we're talking about meaningful basketball right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Here we are essentially in springtime. Um, but why are we surprised that LeBron might be a little bit rusty coming back? 
mean, not only is that just normal, right, for a guy, especially coming back from a foot injury, because he didn't get to run or anything. He can't run yeah. on a foot injury, so just staying in shape is difficult. But didn't we just see this? Yeah. We just saw this with Anthony Davis. He had his foot injury. He came back. We went through, what was it, seven or eight games where he didn't look like himself, and everybody was saying, is Anthony Davis okay? Is he ever going to be the same again? He's not that guy anymore. All this stuff. And now he's the player of the week. He's dominating. He's putting the team on his back. It takes time to recover from foot injuries. I'm not worried about LeBron at all. I think this is what we should expect. It should be expected that it's, he's going to take some time to get fully back to 100%. It blows my mind that, that people are out there so worried that, oh, you know. I've even seen people say LeBron coming back was a bad thing. It ruined the Lakers' <laughs> the Lakers uh, rhythm. Get out of here. There's there's <laughs> no way, right? Or am, I, or, or am I crazy? Should they have just kept him out? <laughs> um, you know, who knows what Austin Reeves' ceiling is, so maybe with LeBron <laughs> out, he would, he would make that jump. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I, I think people are just kind of surprised just because it's LeBron James. Like, sure. he's been superhuman for you know over 20 years now we're used to seeing him miss a game or two and come back and and you know act like nothing nothing was wrong and and you know <laughs> have these insane dunks and these logo threes and and whatnot but the fact of the matter is he, he's he's in his 20th season he's 37 years old and and like you said he wasn't when you're dealing with a foot injury it's not like you're able to run up and down the court and get shots up and whatnot so um, it was basically just a four-week period where he was basically doing nothing. Uh, he went. He went to Germany. Dennis Schroeder revealed <laughs> to get his knee looked out. And but other than that, it's not like he was doing all these basketball activities. And and then he returned. So I I think um, it, it's just going to take some time. And it, it's already. I mean, he had a triple double against the Rockets, and that was right. kind of his best overall floor game, I'd say. And and even I think Troy Brown mentioned it uh, after the the first Bulls game that they lost, like. It's it's kind of an adjustment for the whole team when Le, when a guy like LeBron comes back. Like you have to adjust so much of your your game and so much of your scheme to to fit LeBron. And and you know I'm not saying him coming back is a bad thing by any means, but it definitely takes a couple games uh, to adjust. And I, I think that's what we saw in that first that first Bulls game. I think guys were maybe a little too hesitant, but they they've picked it up since then. And I think the the overall the new look starting lineup as a whole with now LeBron in it with Austin Reeves in it. I think they've looked great. The numbers will support that. So I, I expect it only to keep getting better. And and the last person I'm going to be worried about is LeBron James. Like I know when the lights are brightest and the games are most important, he's he's going to be ready. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent agree. Yeah, and he did. He did go. He didn't just go to Germany. He went to the LeBron James of foot That's doctors, right. That's which, right. tell, which tells you <laughs> he got he got some high quality uh, treatment there. But LeBron concerns aside, Anthony Davis. I mean, he's been been phenomenal. And let's face it, if the Lakers are going to get where they want to go, yes, LeBron has to round into form and everything. I believe that he will. I'm not worried about him at all. Anthony Davis is playing at an MVP caliber level right now. He's really put the team on his back through certain games. Just he's had so there have been games where it's felt like Anthony Davis kind of coasts through, but the last week or so, it feels like he looks across at the person guarding him and he just says, "I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than you. You can't stop me." Mm -hmm. And he just has this mentality, this this viciousness to his game that we've all been wanting to see. Um, what have you seen? What has changed from that game where he took eight shots? Mm -hmm. uh, to to now, what is, what's the difference here in the Anthony Davis that we're getting, and is this AD here to stay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think the the change has been his mentality. Like we know 
the talent is there. We know he's an all-world player when he's healthy. I just think he's kind of flipped that switch in his mind. Like, you know, these games are the most important games of the season. And like like you said, like none of these guys could guard me. I'm just going to go out and dominate. And th and that's what we've seen, you know, specifically on this road trip. Before the road trip, he called it a, a get-back road trip because the Lakers were playing all these teams that they had lost to earlier in the season. So I think part of that, uh, he was kind of out there looking for revenge, and, and he's gotten it so far. I mean, he goes to his hometown of Chicago, drops 38 points in a win uh th then you know they go to minnesota from there and it's 38 again he was doing whatever he wanted in in that game and that was after he he rolls his, he goes down with the ankle injury in the third quarter the lakers were down by double digits at the time and and maybe that was you know the switch being flipped right there because after that he was dominant he had 17 points in the fourth quarter alone uh gobert couldn't guard him carl anthony towns had no chance um, so that was great to see. And then the Rockets game, I mean, that's a game he should dominate. And, and he went out and did, you know, 40 points. Um, that was probably one of his most complete performances against the season. And again, I know it's the Rockets, but he, he was 15 for 20 from the field. Like they, they had no chance against him. So I, I just think it's, it's been his mentality. Uh, we know this is there. And I feel like that's kind of the key to how far the Lakers are going to go. Like a, can AD stay healthy? That's obviously a big if. We'll see. He, he looks great physically right now, the best he's looked all season. Um, and B, can he come out every night with that mentality of I'm going to dominate, these guys can't guard me. Um, so we'll see how long it lasts. We know we saw in the bubble he was able to kind of keep that for, for the entire length of the postseason. So I, I think he's he's a big game type of player, similar to LeBron. They know when the lights are brightest, uh, you know, they're going to shine. Yeah, yeah, he's been, been absolutely fantastic. And... Lakers are going to need him to be. They're going to need him to be incredible if they're going to get where they want to go because the Western Conference, it is not easy. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's going to be a grind. Even once you get into the postseason, you know, there's going to be some big-time matchups here for Anthony Davis to deal with. So hopefully he can keep this up because he truly is one of the league's very best players when we're seeing him play like this. But, you know, one of the criticisms, when AD did not have it going, when he was, shall we say, coasting a little bit too much, was that not all of it is on Anthony Davis himself and his mindset, that some of it was on Darvin Ham, not scheming in enough ways to get AD touches, to get him the ball. And part of that was teams, we saw the Toronto Raptors do it, try to freeze out Anthony Davis, force somebody else to beat them. A little harder to do that now with, with LeBron James back in the mix. But what are your what's your concern level for Darvin? A first-time head coach, rookie head coach now, going into the postseason, you could be up against some tough like let's see they see they see Golden State mm -hmm. could be going up against Steve Kerr yeah like and, and I think there's been some just criticism of him his rotations and, and kind of how he's used uh, some of the players are you concerned about about Darvin Ham I literally have some fans telling me that he's going to cost the Lakers in the playoffs mm -hmm. I I definitely wouldn't go that far I think there's it's fair to have some concern like I think we've seen over the course of the season there's been uh, so, some miscues there, but I think you could expect that from a rookie head coach. But I, I think, you know, I think in the last couple of weeks, we've kind of seen him figuring out his rotations, figuring out his starting lineup. Um, and, and like you said, with AD, they've been getting him the ball more. Like I know AD's had the mentality of I'm going to dominate. But like you said, they also need to have guys that could get him the ball in, in, in his spots, call his plays for him. Um, and, and that's what we've been seeing. Like, I think, um, I forgot after which game it was, but uh, AD had a dominant game and Darvin Ham was was asked about it. Um, and, and he said, what changed at halftime of that game? And he said his his dumb blank coach started calling plays for him. <laughs> and, and since then, we've pretty much seen dominant AD throughout. So I, I think 
the Darvin Ham component is obviously a huge question mark. We've never seen him as the head guy uh, in a postseason series like that where adjustments are everything over the course of a seven-game series. Like, you're going to have to adjust to them. They're going to have to adjust to you. You're going to have to adjust to the adjustments and, and so forth. So uh, it, it remains to be seen. But I, I think I've I've been a bit more opt- optimistic in the last couple of weeks where he's kind of got the rotations figured out. Um, and, and first of all, everyone's healthy. So he has everyone almost everyone Mo Bamba is the last guy the last piece but he's had his full roster to work with which wasn't the case for a majority of the season and I think he's you know kind of started to figure some things out yeah yeah I agree and I, I think that there's a there's some questions here about I, I think Darwin has been coaching better I like the the rhythm to his timeouts yeah. uh, have been better over recent weeks uh, and then I like the the rotations that he's been using have been steadily improving there's been more consistency with that mm-hmm. as well and I think that there's things like like Rui Hachimura right he benches yeah. him for a game Rui comes back, proves that he shouldn't be, be on the bench, and now Rui's playing some fantastic basketball, and Darvin is, is making the correct decision to keep him on the floor. So I think we're seeing improvements with him. Some of it, yes, can be the roster is better, and so that makes him look better, but he also has better choices to make in front of him, where in some ways with the previous roster, again, I look at this like it's two different teams. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a, it's a post-trade deadline team and a pre-trade trade deadline team. It's two completely different iterations of the Lakers. And I think this group just gives him more good choices to make. And I think that's really critical for a coach, but Daniel, I, I want to finish with this. So LeBron AD, their play is obviously incredibly important. The level that the rat heading into the postseason, incredibly important health, all those things important. Who is the next most important Laker for the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like when we're looking, I know it might change game to game, but big picture, who do you think is the next most important player for the Lakers to have success from playoff time? Uh, I feel like there's a variety of different ways we could go with this. Like, I think the three through eight of the Lakers are all, are all pretty similar, like in skill set or like skill level, different skill sets. Um, and all of them are capable of stepping up on a given night. Um, the guy I'm going to go with, though, is Austin Reeves. Um, I think we've seen the last couple weeks he's really – you know, been in his own. He, he's since he's been in the starting lineup, you know, specifically, he had that 35 point game. And, and since then, you know, in seven games, he's averaging 19 points, four rebounds, seven assists. He's shooting 56% from the field, 40% from three, and 89% from the free throw line. And, and he's been getting to the free throw line a, a considerable amount, eight attempts per game in his last seven. So I, I think that's a level that we hadn't previously seen from him. Um, and he's kind of ma- maintained it since LeBron came back, which is obviously what you want to see. Like he hasn't quite had the ball in his hands nearly as much, but he's still been uh, productive with a lower usage, which which is great. When you have LeBron and AD, they're going to get a lot of the touches. So you need guys that could kind of play off of them. So I don't think we we know like what the ceiling of Austin Reeves is just yet. We've obviously never seen him in a, a playoff type setting. Um, but But I just feel like if he's – the way he's been playing, the way he's been attacking the basket, getting to the free throw line, knocking down threes, and and making his usual plays on defense, taking charges and whatnot. Um, I just think if you have that guy in a playoff series, like if you get that guy for a whole series, I feel like the Lakers are going to be tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, that would probably be my pick as well. Which how crazy is that? Yeah. He was undrafted two years ago, and now we're talking about him being third in the pecking order behind yeah. LeBron and and AD. Like that's. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lakers, do not let this man go. Do not lose Austin. Jeannie, do not let Austin Reeves go. Listen to the man. Whatever the cost is, 
you keep him around, even if you have to match an offer, even if that salary goes up, like we've talked about how his contract can be structured um, in the last two years of the deal, you still match that. You can't let Austin get out the door. But let me throw another name at you. Jared Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at, and look, D'Angelo Russell is the next highest paid player on the team, and I think he's going to be really important. But when I look specifically at the playoffs, you win playoff games with defense, right? You win yep. championships with defense. And Jared Vanderbilt, if the Lakers wind up matched up with, say, the Phoenix Suns, that's going to be a really important role for him. He's at his best when he can defend those high-scoring wings. Yep. That's when his value is truly, truly seen. And this is a guy who, again, happy birthday, just had his birthday. But this is a guy who is under contract next year at less than $5 million. What a find in that that trade with the Utah Jazz we're going to see tonight. But I think we could very well see some matchups where Jared Vanderbilt, his defense mm-hmm. on the other team's best player, could ultimately decide the outcome. And that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I First of all, I still don't know how the Lakers ended up getting him in that deal just like as a throw-in kind of. Like he's he's been traded like three times now in his career and I, quite, quite frankly, I don't understand why. Like he's the exact type of player you want to have when you got, you know, stars on your roster. Like you said, you need that guy who could lock down the opposing team's best player, whether it's Devin Booker, KD, or we saw in the Minnesota game, like when he was put on Anthony Edwards, um, you know, he matched up really well with him. So yeah, I think that's going to be key. And and also offensively, obviously, when he's in there, he's kind of going to be the guy that they're going to leave open. So how could he take advantage of that? We've seen him knocking down some corner threes lately, which has been great to see. We see him attacking the offensive glass. Like you could leave him open, but you as soon as the shot goes up, if you're the other team, you got to make sure you get a body on him or else he's going to get the offensive rebound just with his hustle, with his length, with his athleticism. So yeah, I, I think he's another key as well. I think uh, you need that defensive stopper. We know in year 20, it's not going to be LeBron at this point. So uh, I, I definitely think Jer- Jared Vanderbilt, huge pickup at the trade deadline. And, and he's another type of guy who, we don't know how exactly what he's going to look like in a playoff setting, but I, I have a feeling it's we're going to see good things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, the Lakers certainly have quite a bit more depth now since the trade deadline, and as I said, they've been a completely different team. It has been a blast. This has been so much fun compared to where we were a year ago, and now here we are breaking down playoff scenarios where the Lakers could wind up being the fifth seed after starting the season 2-10. and 10. Who would have thought? Here we are. But Lakers Nation, this has been so much fun. And thank you guys for joining us for this ride. It's been a blast, especially getting to share it with all of you. Make sure that you are subscribing to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well so you get notified every time we put out a new video. Go follow us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. That way you can take the show with you. And of course, guys, go check out LakersNation.com for all of our written work. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.